One, two, ten. You're listening to the Claim the Throne Bloodcast, coming on you with insights into what it's really like to be in a do-it-yourself metal band in 2015. Who is it? Welcome, Black, to the Claim the Throne Blodgecast episode of Ajeba Jeba Dea, and uh, we're here again to chat about all things Claim the Throne and what is the latest in the music world. My name's Cabba. I'm here with Ash. How are you today, Largy? Pretty good, man. How are you? Real good. That Just finished good. work, cracking open a beer, and chatting okay. to you for a quick one again today. Need to keep these podcasts rolling rather than yeah. getting too lazy and making excuses every week. I agree. And I think like our last one was a little bit shorter format than usual. Testing. Neil. Yeah. Anyway, so the the last one was a a little bit shorter and I think that, sorry, my levels are all fucking over the place. Uh, For fuck's sake. So the last one was a little bit shorter and I think the rest should possibly um, get shorter when rather than going for like months at a time without a podcast, we should just do a little quick session to keep people knowing that we're alive. Of course, and uh, last week we chatted, um, obviously, about what the band is doing at the moment, which is a lot of recording, um, right? well, you know, recording demos and a little bit of kind of pre-prod stuff, but mostly um, writing new tunes, everything from the home studio to the rehearsal studio and things in between, so tune into that one. If you haven't already, uh, nothing new on housekeeping, so what should we talk about today? Well, maybe I just had a thought today that um, maybe not this week, but probably starting next week, at least every fortnight, if not every week, I'm going to start going in to our little rehearsal studio, the Hen House, Osborne Park, run by Rob Nassif, um, and hmm. do take advantage of his $30 uh, drum room deal. And basically, yeah, cool. yeah, take my kid in on a Sunday afternoon. I've been noticing, I think I said it on the last podcast, that, oh man, when I program drums and we do too much in that respect... I find that my drum writing gets crappier, whereas the way we've been doing it, which is just running songs from scratch and trying out parts when we screw things up, blah, 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 actually works way better because I get more of like an immediate feel for the song. Um, yeah, so that's that's the idea behind going into the hen house is to set up some mics and actually track along to your demo tracks, for instance, and um, yeah, just start getting parts that way. And refining them so the next week mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have listened back a few times to the previous week and i might go you know i really like that feel i'm going to go for that feel every time and this one i thought sounds pretty bogus because it's hard to tell in the jam room if things are actually matching with the riffs because it is pretty mm-hmm. loud in there and stuff so yeah mm-hmm. anyway that's been on my mind what about you what's what's been floating through your brain um, just the usual sort of writing stuff, but away from that, um, probably more in the digital marketing vein. There's a few new, um, new, uh, platforms and things out on the net that, uh, people are talking about in other podcasts that I've been, um, just researching a bit and getting moderately excited by. So I thought they might be worth mentioning on here as well. If there's obviously, uh, some musos tuning in, you might find these things mm-hmm. helpful. Um, the first one was Shopify, which I was talking to mm. you about the other week, um, which is, an, well, I don't know how new it is to be honest, but the first, I've only really heard of it recently, but, um, it's almost like a WordPress type website, um, set, well, you know, website builder, um, uh, blog type thing, but with more of a focus on online stores, hence the name Shopify. 
Um, so if you were a band that didn't already have a website or an online store, you could join up there. It's about 30 bucks a month. And you can set yourself up a website and a shop all in one. Uh, and I had to play around with it. It was pretty cool. It's just um, fairly stripped back and easy to use. Um, just can build yourself a pretty clean site. And being that it is new and modern, um, it seems to flow pretty well with all the um, the current online stuff. So it, will, it should work well with um, search engines and stuff like that. Um, it just seems really neat. There's good links to everything and, and lots of opportunities to link to your products um, and upsells and all, all sorts of possibilities. So worth checking mm. out, uh, I reckon. I don't know if we're going to go with it ourselves because we're of, uh, in a that bit of a... Uh, interesting position at the moment because we've always had two websites claimthethrone.com which has been our main site and claimthethrone.net which was our podcast site but um, yeah we're going to try and combine those together because it doesn't really make too much sense paying for double the hosting and double the domains um, so it was just mucking around with that and it is pretty cool but seeing that we already have the um, the podcast one set up on WordPress I think we'll just stick with that um, so if you check out claimthethrone.net you may or may not notice that it's a bit different from last time you logged in. See what you reckon. Give us some feedback, info at claimthethrone.com or leave us a voice message uh, through the SpeakPipe link on the right. We'll play it on the show and uh, good or bad, we would definitely like to hear from you. Um, did you have anything that you noticed from that site at all? Yeah, man. I think that your new go at the claimthethrone.net looks awesome. And I'm wondering, is that am I getting this right? We are going to sort of possibly port the actual website over to the WordPress and then perhaps either change the whole thing to claimathrone.net or maybe just rebrand it claimathrone.com but via WordPress. Is that right? Yeah, I'd rather keep just the claimathrone.com. Yeah. The, the the one that's at .com at the moment is, um, is very mm. outdated and we don't have a... Um, uh, a web guy doing it all for us anymore. So how do we go about um, but A, cancelling hosting for that and B, transferring that name over to the WordPress? Yeah, we can do that. I think um, there's there's the two. Well, we use smartyhost for .com and bluehost for .net, which doesn't help that they're two different mm. providers. Uh, and we have paid for both of them. I think we've still got a bit of life left on both. I think it's just a matter of selecting which one we want to stick with and sending them a message and saying, can you help us sort this shit out? And they'll do it for us. I actually got in touch with Bluehost the other day because I had an issue with a, a new theme on the WordPress site for .NET and I um, downloaded all the latest updates on WordPress, which is really mm. annoying. But I did that and it, um, and it threw the whole site out. You couldn't even log into it. I couldn't log in to fix the settings or anything. So I emailed Bluehost. And um, yeah, they, they got back to me straight away, really, and worked on it for an hour and emailed and said, issues sorted, and it was back online. And No, no way. I'll tell you, man, when we first set up that goddamn .NET site, do you remember, because we were living together, do you remember how angry I was at WordPress? Because I tried to change one <laughs> yeah. thing, like let's say, I don't know, put the letter P in a title, and it just like yeah. shut the whole thing down. It's like, this isn't compatible with this, this plugin isn't compatible everything screwed up royally and again i didn't even know how to get into it but i wasn't smart like mm -hmm. you and called support i f figured it out and by figure it out i mean i s it somehow was just fixed again so yeah yep. yeah it's can be a bit of a pain and it's i don't know it's, it's crazy because these things are, are meant for people that don't really know what they're doing and it's easy to f figure all these things out and stuff but it's actually not and you can spend a long time 
fucking around with the sites and playing with different plugins and widgets and all this shit. But it is cool once you get the hang of it. And I think it's it's pretty pretty fun. It's better to have control over it yourself and just especially the ability to go in and update it whenever you want without having to worry about a webmaster taking a week to respond to your email and make the updates. It's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, and I mean, that's the whole um, way things are going. Or they have been for ages, like with Facebook and even back mm. in the MySpace days, it was that was so cool because MySpace, as lame as it may seem, was the first time that like unanimously, for one, there was a social aspect and connecting bands, but B, you could pimp out your own band's webpage. Whereas before, man, it was... Mm bands that had a website unless it was like a forward slash geocities.com one it angelfire.com slash yeah exactly like you really had to do these budget ass things or you could buy a domain and some space pretty cheaply but you'd literally need to learn coding so this this takes all the hassle away from it it looks a bit more professional and is a little bit off the grid of social media and yeah it's like Mm -hmm. a fraction of the cost and there's so many templates and as long as you have your own, let's say, album artwork, um, yeah, you can create a pretty pro-looking site um, that, you know, will just do the job and you don't have to worry too much about it. You can update news just when you feel like And I mean, look at this podcast, you know, when the episodes are up, we just chuck them online and that's it. And we do that. Mm. Waiting for someone is the worst. Yeah. And the fact that you get um, access to sort of all the analytics and all that as well, you can see, you know, who's looking at what pages and where they're coming from. And it's generally all free and all pretty easy to understand. Um, So it's pretty awesome. Um, So worth checking out if you don't have a website or even if you do. We use WordPress at the moment, but check out Shopify. It's, um, yeah, a new thing worth having to play around with. They've got a two-week free trial. So go have some fun if you can be bothered. Another one I was going to mention was Patreon. Have you heard of that? No. I've heard of Patron. <laughs> the uh, coffee tequila. Yeah. I bought, we bought could, two bottles of it last week. From Bottle Mart? Uh, from BWS. Uh, was it cheap? 56 bucks. Oh, yeah. Are they all gone already? Did you drink it all? Um, Probably got half a bottle left. Yeah, right. Eh? Yeah. Yum. Yummy indeed. We've spoke about crowdfunding on here before. Mm-hmm. Lots of positives and lots of negatives. Um, Patreon is a site that is similar to crowdfunding, but rather than um, trying to fund a product in advance, you know, you have your idea and you put it up there and people pledge to it. It's for things like podcasts or musicians or artists or whatever, anyone in the creative industries mostly. Um, but people, rather than pledge, you... you literally sign up and say i want these guys to keep making a podcast i will donate one dollar a week and it's all on like a central publicly shown wall similar to like um kickstarter and that Mm -hmm. appearance of all those platforms um and yeah that's pretty much it i think i haven't looked into it too deeply but um, any success stories out there in the news uh, I think there's a fair few, mostly podcast-related ones. I haven't seen or heard of too many bands that are pulling it off um, just yet, but a few, I think, quite um, commercialised podcasts are doing pretty well. And they'll say, you know, if we get up to the point where we're, you know, people donating maybe, I don't know, $500 a week, for example, then they'll agree to put out a second podcast show just for the people that donate the extra money. Um, and that sort of thing, mm. but interesting and it, yeah, it might be worth 
bands looking into it if you were so inclined. I mean, a lot of there's obviously a lot, a lot of negative connotations with the whole crowdfunding thing as it is. But if it's something you you were into, um, or thinks that would work for your situation, you could you know go on there and and you know explain how you're struggling with monetarily and whatever. And if people um you know want you to keep going and are willing to contribute a bit of money per week or per month or anything like that um they can go on and put those donations in and it might be more likely that the band will release more stuff or you know release online only music or just anything to to keep them motivated or give them the extra time that they can do that sort of thing but worth checking out anyway i thought it was pretty interesting that's what a band like winter sun maybe should do instead of crowdfunding and blaming their label um, this sounds like a tearing, but I love Winter Sun. But yeah, it's <laughs> that whole controversy where they blamed the label and said we need crowdfunding when actually they'd been received funding by Nuclear Blast or something like that. Um, if they'd done Patreon and said, look, guys, we've got, we've got a label deal. Things are going good, but we got held up. If you want this album to come out, help support us or something like that, you know? Yeah, and then I guess it just helps them to budget week by week. Um, with crowdfunding, obviously the main thing is if you... All these people pledge all this money, but at the end of the day, if you don't release the the project that you've promised, you're not going to get the money. Um, whereas this one, I think, is sort of works kind of in the opposite, which could be dangerous, I guess, if you're donating money to people and they don't do what you expect. But um, you know, you might there might be still tiers where you could donate one dollar to them per week, and that just is going to keep them as a band not breaking up and keep working. But then they might say. If you donate five dollars a week, or if we hit a certain goal, then we promise to maybe release a, an online-only song, or we promise to release a different range of shirt, or something like that. Mm. You know, um, yeah. But it's, it's supposed to be more of a to give them a bit more of a um, uh, a planned income sort of thing, like a job mm. or something, rather than project-specific. Yeah, that's cool. I think that's pretty cool. But yeah, I'm you yeah. know I'm a bit funny on the whole crowdfunding i used to think it was a great idea basically when it was put to me at first i went whoa that's awesome because yeah it is hard to raise money but um yeah and if fans can support it it's the same as pre-sales right and in a way mm. i get that but at the same time just just doing an album at the moment and thinking about our timeline and recording and writing and blah 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 to have all that shit going on in the background and, and people who I know have done it spend weeks organizing like post outs and you've got to plan it such a huge, huge thing. But man, in the time that you, unless you're raising like 10 or 15 grand, like in the time that it takes to sort all this shit out, maybe it's better to just like take a second job or give some guitar lessons or, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Fuck. Yeah, there's obviously arguments both ways and it depends on your situation and all that. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, yeah, you know, you're in a band. You don't start it expecting to make money. And if you're smart enough about it, you'll save up and, you know, plan ahead for the, the projects you're going to undertake and hopefully be able to raise that money and then start again. And it's all a bit of a cycle and it's all just how it is. And if you do it right, it'll pay out. And if you don't, fuck off. Yeah, it's going to sound real dumb, but... We jam weekly, right? And the cost is not an even $10. So it's a $5 um, end value. So between the band, it's hard to break that up, right? 
So mm. what we do is just with that extra five bucks, we slip into the band kitty. But if you put that in perspective, each band member, if you put in 10 bucks a week in a year's time, you're going to have over two grand as a band, you know, yeah. and then, and then you could ask someone to just um, each person to come up with an extra couple of hundred and you've got a significant amount of money and with home recording and even studio time these days is pretty cheap. There's a lot of guys out there like me, for instance, that have enough equipment to get by um, who would do things super cheap and just for a bit of fun if they like the band and have the time. So, Mm. you know, I don't always think that you need a million dollars to do anything, but I also understand, um, yeah, the the need for funding. But yeah, I definitely think that the old band kitty is a, is a cool way to go if you've got someone you can trust with that money. Yeah, I think so, for sure. Actually, that does give me another idea of what you could do on Patreon, not that I want to be pro-funding now that we've just had that conversation, but um, say, for example, you're jamming every week and it costs you, uh, I don't know, anywhere between 60 to 80 bucks or something to, to rent the room and you're struggling to afford it. Perhaps you could... Um, you know, do something like record your jams and peop- if people sort of go on Patreon and donate a dollar a week or whatever, if you get enough people, that might cover your jam cost and it might keep you jamming and you have to promise to sort of broadcast your show, your mm. jam each week or, you know, I don't know, write an article or take photos of it or whatever and just prove that you're doing it and that sort of thing. I think that would be the idea of what they expect yeah, people cool. to do. Cool concept. <clears throat> it's going to be be hard to sell me on that because, <laughs> um, yeah, if, if any Tom, Dick and Harry can afford to give you a little bit of money each week, then surely each individual band member, we know musicians, man, when they've got free time, they don't sit around just playing music. They bloody drink and they hang out and they eat barbecues and they <laughs> go down William Street looking for pubs. Like, I just don't trust that the money is well spent, Yeah, um, you know, if it's yeah, weekly. I guess maybe you'd be more inclined to donate to someone who, say a podcast, for example, that's already doing it anyway, regardless, and mm-hmm. you just want to, you know, there's so many different things on the net that allow you to tip certain people as it is anyway. Um, it, you know, the, the PayPal button is a classic example where, you, you know, you order a CD for 10 bucks, but you can give them extra if you want to. Mm. Um so, you know, if it was if someone that's been doing a podcast for five years and you, all of a sudden you really like it and you want to give them an extra couple of bucks, you could go and do that, I guess. Anyway, yeah, as opposed or, to people that promise things and would never do anything. And it's it's kind of like it needs to be put back on the actual artist or podcaster or whatever because, like, yeah, it's it's great to go set up a website and say, hey, man, I really enjoy doing the Claim of Throne Blodgecast. You reckon you can sling us a buck every week? <laughs> Um, and then if 500 people do it, we can we can drop down our hours at work t- to what do more podcasts maybe if it's that good. But fuck, why don't we just make some t-shirts and mm. if, or, or put out an expression of interest? Who exactly, would want yeah. a t-shirt? You know, I think it's just in a way it's like a lazy man's way out, which mm. maybe is what Kickstarter is for a lot of bands. And then they do realize it's a shitload of work, mm-hmm. um, unless it's something crazy like um you know the big the big ones that took off what are they called Nabla Viscaris and um Voyager had a pretty good time with it and so did I know Protest the Hero did and they all got the, all this money and it was really great but um 
yeah, those stories are few and far between in the scheme of how many Kickstarters there are. So mm. it's a good point. Yeah. If you're that desperate for, you know, a thousand bucks, then, you know, print some shirts. And if you're actually popular, you'll sell them and you're yeah. on your merry way. Yeah. And, and I think argument. a lot of people like, like we could probably, hey, to put it in perspective, as a band called Claim the Throne, if you came to me and said, hey, Ash, I want to, I want to print a hundred shirts of this design and release them, I'd go, Cabba, you have my blessing. Go and use band funding to do that mm. because um, I think it's going to at least work. If you came to me and said, Ash, I want to print a hundred podcast shirts, I'd say, Cabba, cease and desist immediately because <laughs> we've probably got three listeners, you know. Mm. I'd rather hand draw T-shirts with Texter than um, than bloody print any up at this point. Yeah, so I'd yeah, I, I think it's like um, it's like bands leveraging not not leveraging future products. It's future success on stuff in the in the early stages before they even like Voyager, Nabla Viscaris, and um, protest the hero all had established fan bases before they kicked ass on kickstarter so anyway maybe i've just turned to the dicey side and i hate it all now (laughs) that sounds sounds good to me and yeah like we say it's always you know there's there's pros and cons of everything and it depends on situations but something that is fascinating and out there nonetheless what do you think about money and stuff dude like (laughs) what do i think about money it's fucked it, we've, how do I put this? We've been around for 10 years, you know, and we've generated money as a band for sure, but none of us have really seen a red cent out of that. We've always put it back into merch, put it into tours, put it into um, recordings, you know, and although we see benefits of that sometimes in things like flights and stuff like that, it's really just a just a social sporting club that plays music instead of footy you know yeah i mean um, if you if you play basketball once a week you've got to pay your 15 dollars every week yeah. that you go it's just one of those uniform things. fees and at the end of the year you get a carton and a, and a barbecue with you and the boys <laughs> it's the same thing man it's like yeah the last day of tour you get uh, a free dinner on the band or something yeah yeah it's crazy <laughs> and you're, you're putting in money on top of that <laughs> constantly and maybe that's where my maybe i'm jaded at the moment about like how much we've physically worked as um as employees to pay for our hobby over the last bunch of years. And, you know, it's like that major labels are no more. The new major labels are labels that we would have never sent demos to five years ago because they weren't major enough. And now they're the ones, you know, that are surviving around and no one can give anyone money. People are just middlemen. And it's like, if you get into music to try and be popular and successful, you've pretty much bit your own dick off because it's not going to happen. Mm. I don't know. What, like, what do you think about all that? Are you happy? Like, are you happy doing this shit for fun? Because I am. Of course. I mean, we wouldn't be doing it for 10 years if we weren't, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's one of those things where you, your goals are constantly changing. When we started out, it was just, you know, let's see if we can write a song and make it sound like our favorite bands. Mm-hmm. And, you know, before you know it, you're playing a gig at a venue that you've seen other bands play at and you're like, fuck, this is the best thing ever. And then you get another gig and then you get another gig and then you play a gig in a different state and all of a sudden you get the taste for touring and then you've 
got you know 10 songs and you go whoa we could get a cd out and be an actual band and then you sell a certain amount of cds and then you want shirts and then it just keeps building up and building up and it's just a hobby that sort of never ends and you know it's well, I mean, for us anyway, the position we're in at the moment, the, it's it's a perk to be able to be earning enough money to cover some expenses, you know. Like, obviously, it all costs us money to be in a band, but, you know, to have, say, half your flights covered to go to a different country to play a gig, it's pretty pretty good, you know. But, yeah. But maybe, you know, you get to a point where you go, now it's time that we don't want to pay any money to go on a flight. We want it all covered. And then it will get to a point where you go, you know, we should be making money off this trip. And it's probably just a gradual thing and eventually goes and goes and I don't know. Yeah. Don't kid yourself, I guess. Like I've, I've never thought that I would be doing metal for a living, I guess. But it's not to say that it can't be done, obviously. And you have to set your goals high and be motivated and be serious about it if you want to do it. But um, you just... Gotta yeah. be a realist as well, and yeah, the way I've been looking at it recently, I think speaks to what you just said because you know I want to do this album because I want to have us write good songs. I want to put in a good drum performance, but I also want to test out how good we can get it to sound. You know, like so instead of doing a writing a song like our favorite bands instead of playing a show like our favourite bands or putting out a, an album like our favourite bands have done, I'd like to do this next thing as like, this is quintessentially Claim the Throne and actually develop a sound. And this is what the last 10 years has sort of meant. Um, it's all been leading up to this, you know. And, you know, if we do another album after that, it'll be the same attitude, I, I guess. But, yeah, for me, it's it's more about... I don't know, it sounds so douchey to say like the craft or, or it's about artistic shit. It's not at <laughs> all about that stuff, but maybe it is and I'm just too embarrassed, but it's, yeah, I, I just want to like put down something just to like complete a task or a project, you know what I mean? Well, I, I mean, know, when you're weird. spending so much time and energy and money on a, a project that you're so passionate about, you want to give it your all and you want it, you know, you want the album to come out sounding as perfect as it possibly could be. You don't want to get it and go, oh, all the, the last two years were wasted, you know, jamming every day and writing every day and buying all this equipment and learning all this shit and going through all this recording and then not being happy with it. You know, you've got to give it your all and probably treat it like it's the last album that you'll ever make every time you want to be sort of doing that and, you know, you've built this brand or, you know, this band that's been going for so long, like you say, yeah, you want it to have that textbook sound, that unique sound and... Yeah, and just <clears throat> like vitality and building on the things that we did wrong on the last one and all the other crap that goes along with being inside the business of it all can just wait until we're done with this piece of stuff we're mm -hmm. doing. Yeah. I Maybe that. that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Rather than like just endless Facebook posting and feeling like I'm always networking or something like that and everything's leading towards something i don't know it's really crazy for me to say that as a podcaster who talks about doing that all the time you should always be doing that i think i'm just really i'm really into what we're doing at the moment and i yeah. think it's it's fucking cool makes sense and fair call and you know obviously we've gone off the grid a bit but um you wouldn't want to do it entirely i think it just 
well, maybe you would. Who the hell knows? It would just be a scary thought for me, I guess, to... Well, I mean, we podcast, which is a way of of keeping the, the social interaction going and letting people know mm. what we're doing. But, I'd, you know, if you completely dropped off the grid, people might forget about you. And by the time your album comes out and it's turned out to be the most perfect thing ever because you've really focused on it, maybe no one yeah. cares about the band anymore. No one remembers who they are. No one feels like they were a part of it, perhaps. At the end of the day, fuck them. And it's, a, it's about, you know, about yourself writing the music. Mm. Um, but, yeah, very, very interesting. That, that, yeah, it is a scary thought to think that people just might not give a shit anymore. Um, but at the same time, I think if, you, if you're too present, people just won't give a shit about you. I could mm. name a few bands right now that I just couldn't give a fucking rat's ass about that are just all over the fucking place. Mm. And, it's, and often I think, and, you know, music taste is subjective and all the rest, but I think, Jesus, man, just either A, do something. Like, don't just do everything but music just do some music for god's sake and if you are going to do it like do something better like you can tell some bands just go in and just shit out an album and that's it you know and <laughs> our, our album's probably going to sound like a pile of fucking crap that everyone hates but who cares like you know like it's about i don't know it's about music man yeah you sound like you need a box of tissues to cry into i'd say but um <laughs> do you what were you telling me the other day your theory on procrastination that was pretty interesting People oh, that just it's not even make theory. excuses to not. That's not mine. That's no, no. I heard that somewhere else, and it was about. Um, I don't think it was even music related. It was just about if you're if you're one of these people who thinks that they have to clean the whole house before they get down to let's say writing if they're a writer or something, um, then that person will never get anything done mm. because there's always fucking shit to do. You've simply just got to get down and do something. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, I had like, like I had massive anxiety because we stopped jamming regularly and we were, we were touring and we tour hard for like a week or three weeks or something like that. And our, all of our chops would just sort of get better naturally through that process. Hmm. And then we just have like a month or a month and a half where I just wouldn't even pick up drumsticks except hmm. to teach and stuff, but that doesn't count. And I got anxiety like holy shit i barely was able to track forged in flame because the musicianship or you know the tempos the lengths of songs the required stamina really stepped up for forged in flame and i barely got through the recording process without like programming my own drums because it was so intense and i remember those sessions man my my freaking hands, arms and feet just hurt so much. And so I thought I wouldn't be able to do it because we started writing and we're like, yeah, maybe we'll take a more mellow approach. Every song's been faster and heavier <laughs> so far with more of everything. Um, but yeah, just getting down and doing it, rehearsing every week, even when we can't be bothered, having this thing which is frustrating like Hen House requires 48 hours notice, right? And... Um, and if it's like the day of, you know, you can't, you can't cancel. But even if it's the day before and you're like, oh man, I had a huge weekend. I don't want to jam on Monday night. You better make up your mind by Saturday morning um, or else you're going to have to pay. So we've been forced in every week. And guess what? My chops are back. Mm. We're all playing a bit better. Um, Ian from Red Descendings noticed Cabba's <laughs> nylon string guitar playing is kicking ass. So 
yeah, I think I think it is all about that, like just doing it, and yeah. you know, to to cycle it all the way back to um, Patreon is that maybe that's not doing it, you know, maybe that's why I'm not liking that idea mm. and Kickstarter and stuff because you're not doing anything. You're trying to get paid without having done anything. Mm. So cool, it's cool, and I totally dig it, and I think I encourage people if if they've got the effort to put into it because I think it's a much bigger kettle of fish to open up than um, than one thinks. But yeah, the bands that are successful are the ones who have done the work in all aspects and really go hard at, at everything they do. Don't muck around and don't rely on, on um, non-existent fan bases or non-existent anything to, to get them through. Mm-hmm. Rant yeah. over. No, it's good. It's good. And yeah, you know, like you say, bands that you see on Facebook every five minutes posting extra shit, you just like log out and go and write a fucking song. If you're that yeah. good, fucking get off off the internet for a little while and go and do some work. You slack cunts. <laughs> yeah, but realize uh, why your last album didn't go anywhere because it yeah. was no better than any other person that's putting out shit. Because yeah. there's so many people putting out music these days. So as with everything, there's happy mediums, and you know, just you got to know yourself and understand what you're doing and have a, a plan in mind and have reasons why you're doing things you know don't just go on facebook so you don't have to worry about writing music you know if you're going to go on there have a reason for it i think would be the argument and you know do it healthily mm. anyway on a fucking more positive note album of the weeks podge of the week you go first. anything else you want to chat about not really what's your album of the week it's probably the same one as last week so what i'm going to do instead is drop a dvd on your which was a new one uh, by uh, Latvian folk metal band Skyforger. <laughs> They've just released a DVD live in Russia, I think it is. It's called something about Prussia. I can't even remember the title. It's not in English. But I ordered it and it's just arrived the other day and I gave it a spin um, and watched it. It was really cool. A band I used to like a lot and probably had, don't really listen to much anymore, not for any specific reason, just don't really get around to it. But, um, yeah, really, really cool watch if you're into... Um, I don't know, they're like a mixture of black metal and, and um, I don't know, the the traditional cool aspects of, of pagan metal. Um, you know, not like your Corpaclanis or your um, upbeat drinking tunes or anything. It's more, I don't know, fiddles and shit, but um, but it's sort of done in a cool, dark sort of way. Uh, the bass player is a big lion-looking guy with a huge bellow on him and he does these weird sort of um, chanting vocals and stuff which is really cool and the lead vocalist uh is kind of my hero because of how ugly he is <laughs> uh, sort of balds at the front and keeps his hair growing at the back but now he wears a bandana like bernard from red descending and uh, he's just a bit of a legend um so yeah worth checking yeah. out it's really cool it's i think it's I'm sure it was russia or ukraine or somewhere wherever it is and they got a fucking huge crowd so i don't know mm. what the hell the gig was about but they're doing well if they're pulling those sorts of numbers that's uh, cool. But that's all. That's all I got for you. Yay. Um, for me, Devon Townsend Band, Accelerated ah. Evolution. And um, yeah, remembered how awesome <laughs> a lot of that album is and yeah, have been giving it a good spin and have been really, um, yeah, looking a bit further into it, like in terms of why is this particular song so awesome and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, it's great, man. Uh, yeah, I like it. As a bit of a um, budding audio dude, are you a big fan of Devon for every, all the 
work and shit he does? Do you find him fascinating or intriguing? I like how much he outputs, yeah, how much he manages to do. It's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I'm not a super fan of all his sort of production, but there's a few that sound really good, you know, and yeah, I, I don't, I don't always like that huge wall of sound thing, but that's just a personal thing. Like mm-hmm. Accelerator Evolution, it works wickedly for that album. Yep. Same with um, Terrier a little bit, but not so much with Terrier. But then again, that's older. So maybe that's why. Mm. Um, and there's a newer one I had a bit of a spin of, is it called Ghost? Is that another album of his not entirely I think up that's to date a with later moment, yeah it's it's one um it's a little bit more ambient and a bit whatever but that's that's actually pretty awesome as well mm-hmm. for a later devon record i think that's pretty good so anyway i think he's awesome and his vocals man forget about his range yeah. hey, it's so good yeah yeah speaking of fuck everyone are we gonna <laughs> um play a song this week or we don't have anything and they can go suck a bag of dicks Maybe people should go and listen to the Working Class Audio Podcast instead after this. Sounds like a plan. I also, also heard a, listened to a new podcast called The Modern Musician, which is moderately interesting. Hmm. Check that shit out too. I will check that out, man. We're Claim the Throne. Catch you cunts next week. All right. See you guys. Bye-bye.